Welcome to a new episode of Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid Ahmed. In this episode, I get to chat with David Calvert. David, a fellow podcaster, is an awesome inspiration. He's working on an amazing book, and he's got his own podcast where he is blowing it up. Today, we're going to talk about some of the hobbies, some of the uh, awesome things that he loves to do. So, David, tell us a little bit more about yourself. All right. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, man. And uh, yeah, I, like like you said, I, I run a, a, a small podcast called uh, Car Thoughts with David. I'm also writing a science fiction novel, which I actually should have done today or tomorrow and ready to send off to the editors. Nice. And uh, just trying to start out my own business and uh, get, um, you know, help others do the same things that, uh, that I'm doing and that you're doing, you know, getting out there and uh, putting your story out for the world to see. That's awesome. I got into podcasting mainly because cool medium, and I've been wanting to do a podcast for over seven years. In fact, I even got one started uh, with my cousins, and we just talked about uh, tech happenings around the time, uh, talking about computers, talking about phones, and talking about all sorts of awesome things. And we called it Still Brewing, because we're still trying to come up with what this is going to be about. <clears throat> Um, that didn't last too long, mainly because, uh, all three of us were in three different locations and we try to use Google Hangouts to do a live, uh, video and then it would record it. And then we had to go through the process of editing and, and putting all of this stuff together. It was a lot of hassle, right? And then uh, earlier this year, a friend of mine asked, asked me, hey, I need to set up a podcast. Do you know anything about it? I was like, absolutely. Let me tell you what you need. And by this time, we had much better technologies, much better solutions available. And I ran into Anchor and I was like, whoa, what is this? This is some really cool thing. So, and I decided that, you know, I'm just going to do it on my own because it's very hard to... Um, find somebody that's in the same thought space as you are. But then when I joined the Anchor community on Facebook and I was like, wait, these all these people are in the same thought space as I am. We're just, you know, far removed from each other. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit of my journey on how I got started. How about yourself? Tell me what got you into podcasting. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically... Um... You know, I kept seeing everybody uh, on like LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff talking about podcasts. And I was like, well, I really don't know what to do. Um, you know, I, I mm -hmm. feel like I've got a story and, and uh, information I could share with people that would that would really be um, useful and, and, you know, good. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I started doing my research. I started looking up podcasting apps and I came across Anchor as, um, you know, I started like – looking up or Googling like, you know, best podcasting apps or easiest to use or whatever. Cause I really didn't know what I was doing. And, um, from there it kind of, uh, yeah. you know, just, just, uh, I downloaded the app, I set up my podcast and then I needed to figure out what I was going to talk about and how I was going to actually the logistical side of how I was going to record it because I, you know, I stay pretty busy. Um, and, uh, yeah. 
you know, so I needed a place where I could actually record without being interrupted. And um, I just got done reading uh, Alan Gannett's book called The Creative Curve. And one of the things he talks about in that, that book is why we always have these aha moments when we're in the shower, in the car, or when we wake up first thing in the morning, because our subconscious is able to be a little bit more free because we're doing a menial task. I thought about, okay, well, shower thoughts would be interesting, but might be a little bit of a problem if the phone drops in the shower while I'm recording or gets wet. So <laughs> let's not do that. So that didn't work. And I was like, well, I can probably talk in my sleep, yeah. but I don't know if I could actually, you know, record it in my sleep. So uh, that's not going to work. So I went, I was like, okay, well, last option is the car. So I started recording in my car and it's taken off. And I've actually had people, um, yeah, who've actually uh, sent me messages and they're like, I love how the car is kind of like your co-host. You know, you hear your, you shifting gears and cars driving past the motorcycles. And nice. in my last interview I did with Chris Clues, there was actually a cop car that passed me with the sirens going. <laughs> he's like, are you getting, are you getting pulled over? I was like, no, no, he's, he's passing me. But, <laughs> but yeah. So it's like, it's interesting sounds as well. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. That is, that is really awesome. I mean, the, the ambience, right? The, the car, ambiance is what people are loving to hear but but that's not all i mean they they love your content they keep keep coming back for your content and uh that's really awesome uh, so you know what you when you mentioned shower thoughts there was this there's this one guy on anchor actually and uh he did an episode in the shower <laughs> and he he stuck the phone in between i guess the shelf or whatever yeah, yeah. And he just started talking. He's like, all right. <laughs> and I'm listening to this episode. I'm like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. And he's like, you know, anytime I get in the shower, I wonder which parts to start with. And then, you know, sometimes <laughs> when I'm talking, I forget which parts I already done. So I'm just like <laughs> going over multiple times. <laughs> like, okay, that's, that's, a little, that's a little TMI. Oh, geez, that's crazy. Now, I did record... Um... I did actually record an episode standing in the ocean. I was about waist deep in the ocean and actually was standing out there in the beach at like yeah. four o'clock in the morning and actually decided like I was, I was uh, waiting for the sun to come up. I was going to take some photos. And I was like, well, the water's warm. Awesome. You know, I'm going to go get, get out in the water and I'm, keep my phone with me, you know, cause <laughs> I didn't want somebody to run off and steal it. Cause it was still pretty dark out. Yeah. And so, uh, so I had it in my hand, you know, I was holding it up high so I didn't get it wet. And all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> I've got an idea for a podcast episode. How about I record it right here? So you, you nice. kind of hear the waves and the water, uh, splashing around as, as the waves come in and hit me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was an interesting idea. And a lot of people like that episode too. Nice. <laughs> yeah. One episode that I got to do was on a bicycle and, um, it's probably the most listened one episode too. It's like, right. It, that's really interesting. I mean, you, you wonder, you know, um, what kind of content are they? I mean, I barely get any feedback because I'm not as, um, what do you call it? Consistent as you are. And I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to be more consistent. I have a backlog of episodes that I need to edit. And, uh, it's just, it's just, um, a lot less time. So let's, let's get into some of your hobbies. What hobbies did you want to get into? Because this is after all the podcast about hacks and hobbies. Okay. 
All right. Well, um, you know, as we uh, we talked about in our, our first attempted episode, um, I'm very big into uh, to building Legos. I love the you know, it's like doing a puzzle, just more complex. Uh, so I've always enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Uh, working with Lego sets. Uh, when I was younger, I would actually send designs in. Of course, now they've got that the website, the creator's website where you can actually submit your designs. And I've even done a couple of mm-hmm. those um, in recent years. Uh, none of them have been made into sets yet, but that was it was still fun to do and and to to uh, you know share out and have actually designed a set before the Wally uh, set came out because my mm-hmm. brother-in-law he's a huge fan of the Wally movie, um, and uh, yeah. I actually designed a set with the Lego design software a, a Wally set and then called Lego and ordered the, the individual bricks uh, from them. And then, nice. and then sent that to them. And the cool thing about the Lego software is, is when you design the set, it actually, um, you can uh, save it and it actually prints out like the instruction brochure, like all, like how each, all the steps oh, and everything man. too of how to build it. Nice. So, you know, I, I, when I worked at Verizon at the call center, cause it wasn't really engaging on a, um, intellectual level because it was just pretty much like okay turn your phone off turn it back on again um i had a lot of free time to do stuff (laughs) so i'd sit there with my laptop and design lego sets uh (laughs) while i was on calls with people fixing their their cell phones and their bills that's really cool you know i i recently discovered that software and i was like i want to play with it but i've never creatively created any lego sets and and uh so i'm always at a loss i'm like okay one day, because because my like my work requires that I pay full attention as I'm designing interfaces and designing uh, applications. So can't really take that time. I mean, every single thing that I want to get into requires full attention, and 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 that's one thing about the podcasting, right? I'm, I'm able to record my podcast in the car as well. Um, that's the one place that I can focus and. Uh, do the podcast episodes, but I am technically <laughs> in the car recording these episodes. Right. Yeah. The one thing that I've done is um, I'm using a dedicated headset, so you know you not you don't really hear the car zooming bys and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually working so, on getting a little bit better equipment for mine as well because uh, you know just it's a little bit easier uh, than using just the the free headset because I know that thing's going to wear out eventually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So talking about Legos, right? Legos, um, I grew up playing with Lego also, but um, I was first introduced to Lego back in 85 when I was visiting the U.S. And my uncle, um, who's about, who's like eight months younger than, older than me, he had a huge set. He had a castle, all out of Legos. And, you know, he had, he would, he would play with this stuff. And then somehow I got into Lego Technic and I still didn't have a lot of sets. I came back from vacation. I recently got him Lego Duplo set from not just a single set, but I found this lot on Craigslist. It probably has like 500 pieces for 60 bucks. Oh, wow. And these are like in excellent condition because the two children these guys had, you know, they kept it. They kept it in really good shape. So this is like, I was like, wow, this is jackpot. <laughs> I mean, if, if I had purchased every single set, I would probably be paying two, $300 on this. Anyhow, so Lego is definitely amazing. And, 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 I'll, 
and I love the new sets that they keep coming up with. In fact, a few months ago, they came out with the Voltron set. I don't know if you saw it. Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely planning on picking that up uh, here very soon. Got to knock out my Christmas shopping for other people, and then I'm going <laughs> to pick that up. <laughs> yes. As soon as I saw that this Lego Voltron set was available, and of course, since I'm a VIP member, I get to order it before anybody else. What happened is I ended up buying two sets, and my colleague was like, whoa. You got one? I'll buy it from you. <laughs> I was like, sure, no problem. So I gave him one. And then when it arrived, I I initially mainly got it because my son's been into Voltron for the past three, four years, watching Voltron on Netflix. And he's like, oh, my God, Voltron's the best. And, and all of his drawings is Voltron robots for red, yellow, green, and blue and black. And I was like, all right, so this, he's going to love it. So when, when I got the set, I was like, we've got a surprise for you. And he was just jumping off the walls. And um, I was like, all right, it's all you, man. You've got to build this whole thing. And it's got like 2,300 pieces. Oh, wow. And he, yeah, it's it's a huge set. I mean, this, this thing finished is easily a foot or maybe like 18, 20 inches tall. Um, so he built the whole thing himself. You can take apart the lions and you can put the lions together to form Voltron. It's really, really awesome. And um, so once once the pre-order madness was gone, right, and I start seeing it show up on eBay. Yeah. Things pop up on eBay because people are done playing with it. They've built it. Now they want to sell it, <laughs> right? So now you can pick it up for like 170 bucks or even cheaper, like $150. And I was like, it's cool. I, I could probably get another set because I didn't get to build it myself either. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to build it. And, you know, because um, one, one really cool set that I got to build was the Porsche GT3 Technic set. And, man, that took me, I would, I would spend like an hour, uh, hour at a time. Uh, and probably took me like two, three weeks. Because I, I, I initially bought it used also through bricklinks.com. And it came out and came in, you know, bags. So the first thing that I did was like, all right, I got I to gotta sort all these things out because um, otherwise I'd be just looking through the pile over and over, right? <clears throat> you know how that is. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So Legos, what's, what's the other uh, awesome thing that you wish you got more into? I uh, use, I, w I, I wish I was still more into music. I'm trying to get back into it. And uh, I actually broke out my guitar mm -hmm. uh, recently and started learning learning uh, songs again, practicing newer songs. Cause I mean, I could probably, yeah. I could probably sit down and, you know, play anything from the seventies or eighties, no problem. Uh, but you know, I haven't, I haven't played in probably nearly a decade. Um, I used to actually, um, I was, I was in three different, uh, like bands, uh, within like local churches and stuff where they kind of hired me to come in and play cause they were short people. Um, and then I was also in a few local bands where we toured around the state, um, and played shows and, uh, played a, I learned a couple different instruments, uh, guitar, bass, drums, uh, ukulele, um, mandolin. And, uh, I tried to learn violin that didn't really go so well, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I, I could definitely get the, I could do all the, 
the chords and the notes for for violin. It was just the actual using the bow. Uh, it sounded like I was torturing cats every time I touched it to the strings. And I was like, yeah, there's there's an art to this. There's something I'm missing. You know, I don't feel the spirit of Charlie Daniels racing through my veins. So maybe I just need to sell it. <laughs> That's really cool. So so you you're getting back into playing guitar. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, um, I'm actually going to be on a friend's, uh, podcast, uh, Saturday mm -hmm. and, uh, he, what he does is he'll have like music in the background or sometimes he'll sit there and like just practice on his guitar while he's recording his episode. Um, so I was like, Oh crap. I, if I'm going to be on his show, I'm going over to his house. I need to take my guitar and, you know, maybe I'll play some. While yeah. we're uh, while we're talking, we're going to be talking about the Predator series. Um, he's, we're going to be doing like a review of the whole nice. series and talk about that. That's really awesome. Um, yeah, man, I never really got into playing music, although I love to sing. Um, but I did manage to play some bass guitar and um, try to try to get into playing um, the guitar. And I knew some chords, and I, I would play it, but it was just for fun, you know, not not, not something crazy. Um, we actually had a band um, back in 2003, and um, I was like, dude, I could sing. You can play, so let's just make a band out of it. And then uh, we finally, we, so I think the first couple of sessions, we just did it, you know, hung out and did it ourselves. It was me, uh, my friend Ali, his brother who got into drum, who, who, who'd play the drums. And then my friend Ali's like, dude, you got to bring your brother in. What's he doing sitting at home? So my brother came in and he just took over. He, he's like, all right, I'm singing, I'm playing the guitar, I'm playing the bass. And, uh, he, you know, he, I mean, he was new at it, he, but he picked up really fast and, uh, he actually did some collaboration songs for some, uh, relief programs um later on later in the years but yeah um oh yeah he was much better at everything <laughs> than i was gaming and you know whatnot so yeah i mean i actually recently got a little kid's guitar because my son my three-year-old was like i want a guitar i want a guitar so i was like all right i'm gonna buy this um acoustic kid's guitar and it said on the on the box that this is not a toy. This is an actual instrument. So it's all made out of plastic. I got it. And I was like, all right, this is how you hold it. And this is how you play. And he just couldn't figure it out. And I was like, all right, we just got to keep trying. But he's so young. So I was, I'm wondering if it's too early for him. But the other thing that kept happening is the guitar kept losing tuning because either my son is going in and turning the knobs <laughs> For the strings or it's because it's made out of plastic it doesn't keep the strings taut as it's supposed to yeah and that's that's certainly possible yeah. yeah so i ended up sending him back i was like you know what amazon you can take this back i'm just gonna get a piano we visited a friend and she had she plays the piano and she's like all right the kids can go at it and they're just you know banging away at the piano now they're like can we get a piano <laughs> and i think they say that it's easier to learn starting on the piano than any other instrument. I'm not sure how accurate that is because technically on the piano, all the all the keys are laid out, right? What are your thoughts on that? Did I lose you? All right, you're just you just got back. You wanted to talk something. You wanted to get into acting in theater. Yeah, yeah. So 
when I was younger, you know, I, I would watch, uh, you know, these movies and I was just always fascinated by cinema. Um, you know, and, and mm. my parents were very into movies. My uh, family was very into movies. My uncle actually worked at a movie theater. So I was constantly surrounded by uh, movies and television at a, at a very young age. I, the first movie I remember seeing, I was, my mom says she doesn't know how I could actually remember it uh, because I was like six months old. But she had actually took me to see because uh, she wanted to go see it again when they re-released uh, Snow, Snow White um, in the theaters. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I remember very vividly seeing that movie and, and all of that um, and, and made comments about it before we before I watched it again as a yeah. as a you know still a young child, but definitely not a six month old. So <laughs> she was like, you shouldn't have been able to remember that. They say babies don't remember those things. I'm like, I do. I don't know. Maybe they're wrong. <laughs> uh, but but yeah. So um, and then my uncle uh, made sure I watched all of the Star Wars films. Um of course, and my, my father as, as well. You know, I remember sitting watching uh, Return of the Jedi um, at, at um, my grandparents' house with him. We were sitting on, on the on the uh, carpet, you know, in front of the TV, watching TV, watching this. And, you know, I was just fascinated by all of that. So I was always like, I, that's what I want to do someday. I want to be in a movie. You know, I want to I be able to go to those magical places, those worlds that are created, you know, that I'm getting to watch. And, um, you know, just, uh, yeah. So I always tried to find ways to do that or, or come up with ways to do that. And, you know, I'd be in plays in school and stuff like that. Um, of course, being in a small town in North Carolina, um, in the middle of nowhere, uh, at the time, um, <laughs> you know, not exactly easy to get, um, yeah. to get discovered, but, you know, a lot of, a lot of movies have been filmed actually out here in the, in the Charlotte area. Um, and some of which I've actually been an extra in or, or, um, yeah. you know, done, done like little, little things in, you know, nothing enough to give me an IMDB page, but enough to say, Oh yeah, you know, I was in that movie. I was in this movie. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it is a growing area. Like, I mean, I, I'm still in shock that the first, um, of the uh, Hunger Game movies was filmed like ten miles from my house. <laughs> you know? Oh my god, and that was Look that was kind of crazy. And then uh, I was in um, Eddie, uh -huh. which was an old basketball movie with Whoopi Goldberg, and um, uh, not da well Days of Thunder. I was mm. I was too young. I wanted yeah. to do, but my parents wouldn't let me do. Uh, being being the uh, the scenes for that because that was filmed at nice. the Charlotte Motor Speedway a lot of it and then um, yeah there was a couple other movies I can't remember the titles of I, that I actually met Mel Gibson um, when they were filming The Patriot they filmed it about wow sixty or seventy miles from from here um, in in the yeah. forest areas of South Carolina and I was working at a video a video game store and all of a sudden, you know, I'm opening up and getting everything ready, counting down my register. And all of a sudden somebody knocks on the door and they're like, um, excuse, excuse me. You know, I'm walking over. I'm like, he's like, excuse me, can I come in? I know you guys aren't open yet, but I just want to buy a game. And it didn't dawn on me at the time who it was. It didn't, it didn't click. And then as I'm opening the door to talk to him, I'm like, oh yes, of course. Yes. You may come in. Let's sell you. What do you need? And he bought some Game Boy games. So, so yeah, and uh, so I've I've met um, some actors and actresses, you know, with when they filmed out here, and then of course uh, mm -hmm. 
Um, a lot of musicians live out out here as well, so that's really cool. Um, I, I actually on my podcast got to interview Steve Scales. He was the percussionist for the Talking Heads. Nice, um, that's awesome. And I met. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Art Constantine. That's it. Yeah, he was the keyboard player for the Grateful Dead. Oh, wow. and they played at Woodstock. Check it out. So actually, he lives like just a couple of miles down from where I live <laughs> as well. So, so yeah. There's for some reason a lot of a lot of musicians and, and movie stars seem to come through this area, which I would have never thought as a kid growing up yeah. um, that I would have had those chances. Small world, right? Um, yeah. So I went on to college and. <laughs> Yeah, went on to college and, and took up the IT field and kind of left the dreams of theater and acting away, uh, in the dust. And, you know, if I would have just waited, it would have happened. It would have, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's never too late because um, I recently discovered this app called Backstage. Uh, backstage.com. It's like I'm, I'm in Backstage with the. Uh, it's really cool how you can. All the casting calls from, you know, in the US are all posted right here. And you can apply to these casting calls and be like, hey, I want to be in this movie. I want to be in this TV show. I want to be a host for this TV show idea that you're thinking about. Uh, so there's a subscription price for it. Of course, it's 100 bucks a year to be part of Backstage. But what's cool is that um, I got to be a, I got to be part of a commercial for Kaiser Permanente. And um, that paid 100 bucks. So my return on investment <laughs> was basically one show or, you know, one one gig. I think I lost you there for a minute. Are you back? What's going on, man? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's kind of weird. It's the second time it's dropped out. Um, Is it the browser crashing? Uh, no, no. It just, like, you're talking, and then all of a sudden, it just, like, the little audio signal thing flatlines. And I... I oh. Yeah, and I, I just stop hearing you, and then... Yeah, at that point when uh, when you see the flat line, then I see the same flat line. Gotcha. So yeah, I was I was just saying that you know check out backstage.com. Maybe maybe there's some gigs going around your area, and you can you know apply for it and get back in the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm I certainly uh, you know I'll have to check that out for sure. Um, one one thing that actually has uh, popped up as a result of my science fiction novel that I'm writing is yeah. Um, I met a lady at the uh, LinkedIn local who I was telling her because she was asking me, what do you do? And of course, you know, I don't give the, uh, I'm an IT guy anymore. Um, And I told her, I said, yeah, I'm in the process of writing a science fiction novel. I run a podcast and she just starts asking me all these questions. Yeah. And a couple days after the, the uh, LinkedIn local, uh, her assistant messages me and she's like, Hey, you know, uh, Delilah would love to have you on her podcast to talk about your book and everything. And so after the interview, she asks me like, Hey, I'm also on the board for the Charlotte uh, Black Film Festival. And there is an, there is a author's section and we'd like you to attend to uh, showcase your book and to, you know, sell it and sign it and all that good stuff. Um, and then she hits me with even bigger news. She's like, also, um, mm-hmm. we're trying to get some of the executives to come in from Netflix and what we'd like to do and what we're asking them to do is to give each of the authors five minutes to come in and pitch their book like Shark Tank as to make it into a movie or a television show. Oh my God. 
So I was like, holy crap. Mm. Yes, I will definitely be there. Yes, you'll, you'll, you would have to tie me up and lock me in a room for I me know. to not show up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're going to let me pitch my book to Netflix, yes, I will be there. <laughs> so, no, so. dude, that's, that's really awesome. See, there's more than one way to get into that, uh, get into that area in, in that business, right? Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, so that, that's going to be something I try. And that's in a couple months. That'll be in April. So, yeah. Nice. What's really cool is, um, so I don't know if you've, if you read the story of Kevin Hart, he's got a book out and, uh, he basically talks about his life story and how he got to where he is now. Um, and it's really cool how he, you know, he was being, he was doing pretty good being a stand-up comedy. And then he got some calls from Hollywood and he's like, you know, I'll absolutely do a TV show. I'll absolutely do a movie. And think he got to do a movie where he picked all of his dialogues it's like a cult classic but then he got to pick a tv show they shot a tv show they shot probably six episodes but it never got picked up and it's mainly because he was acting out lines written by somebody else and being a stand-up comedian being being somebody who writes their own material that's not somebody who he was so he had to wait he's like Hollywood's like, you got to wait a year to see if your thing picks up or if you get to be in another stuff. After six months, he's like, you know, I'm done waiting. I'm just going to go back on the streets and start doing my stand-up comedy routine. And in one of these routines, he ran into Dane Cook. And Dane Co and he's like, dude, Dane Cook, how the heck do you get so many people show up at all of these different events? He's like, dude, email lists. It's like, what? email like yeah dude anytime i show up somewhere i ask people to sign up so whenever we're in that in, in that city we'll tell them hey we're coming to the city come on down it's like oh my god so that's exactly what he started doing that's what kevin hart started doing everywhere they went they just collected emails they built up their lists and that is how he was get back into hollywood on his own terms because he was so loud he was so huge in just what he was doing on his own building his audience that holly was like you can do whatever movie you want you pick your own dialogue you're your own man and that's where he is right now i was like whoa that's an amazing story and i think oh yeah <laughs> you're heading that same direction my friend <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly certainly trying to yeah because I, I i want to uh i want to do more and leave uh leave a mark on the world yeah man. Uh, and uh write my name into the history books a little bit so you know i'm just trying to create stuff and to help people along the way because i think that's really important too is is teaching because i mean there's there's plenty of room at the table for everybody oh absolutely i think there's this whole mentality where people think like oh well there's only so much money or there's only so much fame or there's only so much of this out there and there's really not it's just matter of no way you have to be willing to go out there and, and get it and so that's you know yeah you you bring your own yeah. that's what i'm trying to do is help inspire people teach people that's really the way to go about it david this was really awesome talking to you um the movie the legos the theater podcast writing books and um really excited to see how your book comes out and, and you said you're it's releasing next week um no i'm finished i'll be finished writing it i've got an editor uh, who's going to edit it um i've got a um actually errol uh erdeman uh his cousin is actually doing the um the cover art for the book so he just actually sent me the concept design mm -hmm. for that um, which I'll actually, I'll send that to you after we get off here so you can see it. Um, oh, nice. so yeah, so I'm hoping 
if everything goes to plan, I'm hoping to have the book available on Amazon by like awesome se- second week of January. That's my goal. Fantastic, man. I'm looking forward to checking out your book and um, I'm sure you'll be doing the audio book for it, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Once I f- I'll have to figure out how to do that. I- I'm still learning how to actually put the book itself together on Amazon. But yeah, as soon as I get that done, I'll do the audio book. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if you need any help in that area, I've, I've been able to find some cool ways on how to get on Amazon Prime Video. Like if you want to put your content up on Amazon Prime Video, your short movies, your TV show, your channel, it's all very easily uh, attainable. So yeah, um, you know, um, where can people find you? Okay. Uh, well, um, I've got my uh, website, which is creativecalvert.com. Um, you can uh, reach me. There's a web form there. There's also links to all of my social media. Um, I'm very heavy on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can definitely find me there mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Twitter at dcalvert2112 because uh, I'm a huge fan of Rush and their album 2112. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Instagram, David Calvert 2 Awesome. I will um, also include in the show notes those links so people can get to you, get in touch with you. Thanks again for coming on the show. Oh, and you are so welcome. And thank you so much for having me on the show. It's it's an honor. And uh, I always, always love, uh, you know, co- cross collaboration among podcasters. That's really awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well,